Welcome to Lords of the Long Box, episode one, one, five. Yo, welcome. Happy new comic book day to everybody. We got a good show for you guys. Unfortunately, my man, Ryan, Dark Side Jedi, got frozen on planet Hoth, so uh, he literally has no power. He is, uh, yeah, man, so uh, unfortunately, he couldn't join us. So we're going to have a guest step up to the mic for us. First of all, let me introduce my fellow Lords of the Long Box and three men from the basement, Otto from the Guado. Say what's up. What's up, everybody? It's Wednesday night. We got some tough stuff to talk about. A lot of news breaking. You know, we got Adamus Prime. We got Nevis's Prime. We got TiVo Prime. We got a lot of primes in the house tonight. So it's going to be a lot of fun to bring it on tonight. So thank you for joining us for this Wednesday night comic talk. Speaking of which, uh, why don't you introduce our guest since he's part of the three men in the basement. He's stepping up at last minute notice to take over for our boy, Dark Side Jedi. Yeah, my boy Justin's jumping in from us. The original variant whore, hashtag variant whore is jumping in with us. He's been part of the three men in the basement crew for a long time. Lots of DC knowledge, lots of comic talk, huge Transformers fan. So you guys know him. He's on the three men in the basement all the time. He really needs no introduction, but thanks for stepping in tonight, Justin, on a Wednesday night. Actually, I called him and you were closing up the comic shop, right? Yeah, yeah, it was seven o'clock. I said, "Give me a second. You're like thirty second call in or out tonight." And I said, "Yeah, yeah step in." So we are good. We're good to go. Uh, first time on the show, Nemesis Prime. So everybody, be sure sure check check him out on Three Men in the Basement. He has a variant show. They also do their weekly show on Three Men in the Basement. Make sure you sub them up. Shout out to everybody in the live chat for joining us on this new comic book day. Dabucha one hundred and five comic book taxi. Uh, Beyond the Blast Doors, our friends over at the Star Wars Senate. A swagger nut. 88 stay puff 1983 jason smith mellow mo mellow leather big easy from the home of the ny Warriors just had their auction last night you know i was gonna ask marky or big easy to be on the show but i figured you know what they just had a long ass auction last night i know a day after auction auto you know you're just like i don't want anything to do with anything to do with youtube at all you know yeah after that but shout out to everybody thanks for joining us i hope you guys are all staying warm uh i almost had to put on my cocoa levitation it's down to like 49 degrees uh, <laughs> <laughs> as i as ryan is over there literally freezing shit what do you do when you have no power in the living in the midwest dude how do you just how do you even stay warm that's crazy. i don't know i think he's like living in a wampa cave right now man you know what oh I mean? man he's gonna he's have to icicles on top open of one he's gonna have to open one of those tauntauns up and just sleep inside of it yeah, <laughs> if he has one, speaking of which, I got my Star Wars cup full of weird ale. About nice. to bring it to you guys. So let's go over the week of news, man. We uh we were off last week, so I did my first ever premiere video, which is pretty cool, man. I did a comic call, uh, but you know we skipped a week of news and a lot of stuff happened, man. Um, first off, neither Marvel nor DC, but I'm pretty stoked for this. You know why? Because I have it. Why yeah. the last man number one has been a book that has been specked on for such a long time, but this thing is really moving along. Not only has a pilot been ordered, but they liked it so much that it's going to a series on FX. Um, and just to fuck with people who try to Google it, the show is just going to be called Why. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. So if you Google Why, I don't know what's going to come up, but um, Why the Last Man is coming out. It's going to be in 2020. Uh, in case you don't know, here's the original series description. All of the men are dead, but one. Based on DC Comics' acclaimed series, Why the Last Man by Brian K. Vaughn and Pia Guerra, Why traverses a post apocalyptic world in which cataclysmic event cataclysmic event has decimated every male save for one lone human the new world order of women will explore gender race class and survival diane lane also stars in it uh she of every movie that involves uh somebody cheating on somebody else uh, leading an ensemble cast featuring barry kogan emogen poots i think he's just making words up now nashana lynch juliana canfield and with marine ireland and oh wow Amber Tamblin. Wow, I haven't heard that name in a while. So, are you? What's your level of uh, excitement for this from one to ten, Otto? You know, I'm gonna say I'm not familiar with this at all, but I, but Bernie 1869 is a huge Brian K. Vaughn fan, so and uh, 
Yeah. Okay. So if you guys are digging it, I'm going to say seven and a half to eight because if it's, uh, I like FX. I think FX does good stuff. I think the way they've done things for years. I was a huge fan of FX back in the day when Nip Tuck was on. And if you watch Nip Tuck, that was a crazy ass show back then. So if they're moving into stuff like this, I'd like to check it out. I'm pretty excited for it. So I'm going to give it a seven and a half, eight, you know. So that's where I've I am. I've been an this. FX fan ever since, if you remember uh, Shield. Yes, of course. Remember that? Uh, yeah, yeah, you kind of look like him, man. You kind of yeah. look like the lead on that. But <laughs> Michael Chick, though. Yeah. yeah. And then after yeah. that, Sons of Anarchy. I mean, FX yeah. has some great, like, adult level type programming. Nemesis Prime, Justin, what's your level of assignment on this? Oh, absolutely. It, it's got to be like an eight or nine. I mean, Brian K. Vaughn does amazing stuff. I mean, I read Saga on a monthly basis, you know, that now that they've taken that year off to just kind of refresh with him and Fiona Staples. Uh, I'm excited for this. I loved Ex Machina. I thought that was a great series. So I'm excited for why. I think every man in the world has probably fantasized like, um, you know, hey, I'm the last man on earth. So remember when that hot chick in high school said, I wouldn't even do you unless you were the last man on earth. Guess what? Yeah, guess what? But be careful what you wish for, because being the last man on earth, you know, I could say, oh, man, that looks awesome. And I said, oh, my God, nothing but women are going to talk to you. You're going to go crazy. Right, right. So it it could be really interesting, man. I'm pretty sure there'll be sides that come out against it or for it uh, simply because of the climate of uh just divisiveness that we are right now i can see how feminists will hop on one side and not anti-feminists will hop on the other side but hey man it was a it's an interesting book and a great book to spec on if you have it because you know what it's already pricey and it's got a relatively low print run there's not a lot out there it's really hard to get a nine eight because it's a it's a white cover so you know it's one of those i think if it does well it could be one of those little sleeper books like i want Dare I say, like The Walking Dead, but it's <laughs> it's that level of small print run. Brian K. Vaughn's got a cult following, so you never know, man. I mean, in 2019, we're to the age of comic book properties, intellectual properties that get developed are not just tights and capes anymore. Right. Right. We got the right. whole gamut of stuff. I mean, a little bit of everything. You know what I mean? It goes from... Uh, from Gotham to Legends of Tomorrow to all kinds of, you know what? It's it's a great time. I mean, I think, and people say the market is oversaturated with comic book properties being turned into movies and film, but I think there's a huge, huge history of, of titles that could, they could tap into. And now Marvel and DC kind of belong to these certain giant entities. You're seeing the image stuff and the Elseworld stuff and even the Why the Last Man is, is I don't think, was it an offshoot of a DC imprint like uh, like uh, like Sandman or one of those things? Yeah, it's like the, the Vertigo. Yeah, the Vertigo, Vertigo, that's what I meant. Yeah, so it's one of those little off, you know, titles. People don't remember, remember the DC movie that came out, The Losers? That was a great movie. Chris yeah, Evans on that. Uh, not many people knew that was based on the, the art on that. Man, that's so good. Yeah, and, and uh, Chris Evans was in it. So yeah, he was I mean, Chris Evans was in a DC movie, a Fox film, and a Marvel film. There he goes. He's done everything. Him um, and Ryan Reynolds, the only other uh there's probably some other else, but Ryan Reynolds and Chris Evans are the two that come did, to mind. Did Brian Kevon? I should know that did he do 100 bullets? Uh no, but that's being developed too, actually. Okay. That's one anyway, of Bernie. You know yeah, because I started books. collecting uh 100 bullets a while ago. Yeah. And I got number one, but now that I think about it, you know what? That's the Beauty of Google, or That's see if anybody in the live chat to it. Morrison or Ellis? Oh, and Azarello. Oh, Azarello. Okay, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right. But it's one of those yeah. weird DC uh, imprints. Uh, yeah, Birdie eighteen sixty nine is going to give me an earful for not knowing that. Yeah. One, Justin. <laughs> and uh, well, this Tim, like you said, yeah, Tim, like this you said, I mean, uh, going going back to you know all the different imprints. I mean, we just talked about on uh, the last the Reman show, uh, Deadly Class. I mean, three episodes in, right? Right. Yeah, you like you like that. I mean, Tim, have you checked that out oh, yet? Oh, it's awesome! I loved it. I I watched it when they first. Uh, uh, sh- you could watch the uh, pilot premiere like uh, two or three weeks ago. Oh, on YouTube. And I was right. and I hated it because I was like, man, I love this, and I have to wait so long for it to come out. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, damn, it was really good. Kind of like you know, uh, Battle Royale in high school with Hitman with different clicks. Uh, you know, it's like it's like it's what it is, is like prison for teenagers because you know in prison they got prison gangs you got the latinos yeah. the blacks like the, the warriors you know? yeah you know <laughs> that's what i pictured that but you know what it's back in the day when you used to hear the words sci-fi original you immediately took to a different area that you were just gonna this is gonna be garbage this is gonna be right. hot garbage and i think Battlestar yeah. galactica changed all that or was 100 galactica right yeah but prior to that I mean, people, I mean, you had Sharknado and it was bad before it became like a cult classic, you know, right. sci-fi was making shit like Sharknado. I mean, that's right. how bad sci-fi originals were. But now 
they got budgets and they're doing stuff. They changed the logo. And so, you know, now I'm looking forward to that. And Umbrella Academy are, are another one that I'm looking forward to that's coming out real soon. Yeah, I'm um, so jealous of that. Yeah, they're doing a lot of young people properties too, like uh, Runaways, Coke and Dagger. I mean, Runaways, I got to finish, but Coke and Dagger is coming out in April. But Yeah, uh, season two. We're stoked for that. Yeah, we're yeah. Speaking of weird uh, properties, uh, James Gunn finally is in talks to write and direct a Suicide Squad movie, and it's not a sequel per se. It's not a reboot, but a relaunch. So essentially what they're going to do is another Suicide movie, and it's called The Suicide Squad because the wasn't taken. Um, <laughs> but what what they're going to do is they're going to do a Suicide Squad movie and they're going to do all new characters. So kind of divorcing themselves from whatever stench there may have been attached to it. But they would behoove themselves to perhaps bring back um, Harley Quinn yeah. and Deadshot, right? Will right. Smith. You got to have yeah. some big names to it. But I think, man, this is the perfect guy to do a weird Suicide Squad movie. And imagine James Gunn not shackled with the pg-13 rating what do you think justin what do you think james gunn can do for a suicide can it be dc's guardians of the galaxy in terms of kind of weird quirky movie oh absolutely i mean him taking over him being like he said doing in a relaunch i mean there's so many incarnations of the team i actually hope he's going to pick more of that uh that 80s john ostrander run i mean you had people like bronze tiger on there you had uh, vixen was on there uh, I mean, Joker was in there for a little bit, but Poison Ivy would be cool. And, and exactly, yeah, you don't need Harley Quinn. You don't really need because she's got her own movie with the Birds of Prey. So I'd like to see that. Really, uh, it's a it's yeah. I was thinking that too. I don't know. I don't, how well do you know uh, uh, Suicide Squad? And Suicide Squad. What, uh, what lineup know. would you like to see if James I don't Gunn was going to pick all new characters? I'd have to go with what you guys say because Suicide Squad to me, I really didn't follow that. That was a, like a late, uh, earlier DC line for me, so I wasn't really following that and stuff like that. Um, but if they pick up the big names, you know, I, I like I said, I think Will Smith did a great job, but any you could throw any villain in any DC villain in there and have a good run. So I'm just going to go with Justin and your recommendation. And if those are cool characters that you think would do a good job, then hey, I'll check it out because I like the James Gunn's style. I'd like to see what Batista lands in this, you know, because the minute he must be chomping at the bit to say, where are you going to put me in this movie? So, you know, that's interesting because I've been watching Arrow and they've kind of introduced suicide, everything but the Suicide Squad in name. Um, okay. Right. Mm. Uh, if so, they they uh, relaunched the program, but instead of Amanda Lawler, it's Diggle's wife who's leading Argus now. Yes, of course. Uh, yeah. And they brought uh, was I forgot his name. He's the the dude with Hispanic name who's the bad guy. Uh, the life Ricardo, had, Ricardo Diaz. Him. Yeah, Ricardo Diaz, which is probably one of the better Arrow villains since Deathstroke. Right. Um, yeah. On Arrow, because you know Arrow's kind of like had its wheels kind of stuck in mud for a while, and I think him as a villain kind of brought new energy to Arrow. I can't believe I'm saying that, but right. and also, no, I agree with you though. Less felicity, crying and kissing and shit was yes. as always better. Oh, yeah, um, but it's kind of a weird time jump right now. But that's what I was gonna say, man. Like a uh, a weekly anthology series of Suicide Squad where you bring in five new villains every like you know two weeks or three weeks. Like let yeah. them do little two or three episode runs and then get a news crew in there. You know, right? What I'm you rotate them. Yeah, and but I, you know they're gonna do a movie, and you know I'm excited to see what James Gunn does. Whatever you feel about what happened with him and, and Marvel, it was a shame that it had to happen. But you know what? It's you can blame a certain faction of the internet for causing this. It was the James Gunn was criticizing Donald Trump, and it was those people of that of that faction that went out and dug up these old tweets. And at that point, it's out there. You know what can Marvel do? It's it's right. the house of mouse. Yeah, you can't absolutely. you know you can't be talking about diddling little kids, Joe. Even if it's joking, you know what I'm saying. And that's but that's the fucked up part. But at least he's got a job. So you know. But you know it's funny the people who and were damning job, James you know? Gunn that were pro that were anti Marvel that were slamming James Gunn and they were propping up DC. Well, okay, you can't have it both ways. If you're gonna right. continue to bash the man for what he did, continue to don't be a hypocrite. Say oh oh we forgive him because now he's doing Suicide Squad. But either way. I'm glad he's got a job. And on the other side of that, Guardians Galaxy 3 is happening. Uh, I don't know if I put in the show notes, but I was just reading today that uh, Chris Pratt said so. I believe uh, James Gunn's brother. Uh, what's his name? Sean Gunn or yeah. something like that. He was one yeah. of the uh, was guys in, in the movie. Yeah. yeah. They definitely yep. said Guardians of the Galaxy are happening. Uh, Taika Waititi said he's not doing it. And that's and that's understandable because a lot of these uh, directors are fraternal breed, right? They, they're like, no. It's his. I don't want to step on his toes, you know, because all the Marvel directors have a good thing with each other. So hopefully they'll find somebody. We all just thought Taika Waititi would be the perfect guy to step in and do it because he kind of has those comedic chops, right? Because outside of that, I don't know who would want to do it because those are big, you know, you know, shoes to fill uh, for Guardians of the Galaxy because they have to finish it, right? 
have to finish off. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, got to get the trilogy done. Right, and you've got to get you've got to get Mark Hamill to play High Evolutionary, right? And that's what we want. So just make that happen. We get Mark. I Hamill got the first pairs. You better make that damn happen. <laughs> yeah, you better man. make that happen. Yeah, um, then a nine four man. I'm telling you, that's a good book to have. Down and Kang to Conqueror. Yep, get the Kang suit. But I, you know what though, with all these movies, and I'm going to even bring this back to, um, you know, they try to do it with Suicide Squad. I get it. Is the soundtracks of these movies, and even in. We can go with first class. This is something that Justin and I talk about. We joke about like the music in first class is phenomenal. The soundtracks for both Guardians of the Galaxy is phenomenal. There's actually a local pub um, up in my area right now that's advertising that the band, their house band, is going to do the entire both soundtracks, Guardians one and two, all one night, all at their bar. So oh, I thought that was yeah, pretty cool. Man, that all classic cool. rock. I'll tell you what. Classic. Immediately, that's stuff, it'll you know? bring good music to Suicide Squad because the right. first film it was just a weird placed soundtrack yeah it was weird they tried too hard i swing think, bad about about a swing bang, da, da, right. da, da, da. oh yeah. my god that yeah. wasn't even a good song in the 90s why <laughs> no. even bring that shit back <laughs> like, yeah. they got the they throw the Eminem in there but you know guardians those two soundtracks are absolutely yeah. just amazing the way they gelled it together so well we're uh, just hoping volume three they get some good you know some 80s in there you know what i mean yeah right 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 so yeah, like i'm some, excited for this yeah so there's uh, to the segment we like to on this show we like to call uh, rumor buster. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, uh, we rumor bust a lot uh, because a lot of times there's just bad information out there. Man, is my volume too loud? I, I just feel like my volume is too loud. I sound no, good. You're good. I you're sound good. Okay, smooth. All right. So on this show we like to bash a woman named Grant Grace Randolph, who is probably one of the worst YouTubers ever of just giving bad information. Um, she came out with a tweet, uh, and I have the picture somewhere. But essentially, she said, one of the viewers of my channel, uh, loyal subscribers of my channel, said that in her theater in the UK, they've been told to remove all the posters for Captain Marvel and not talk about the movie and its release date because it's going to be canceled. Right. Or no, excuse me, <laughs> not Captain Marvel. No, Dark no, Phoenix. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Um, so immediately, I even tweeted at her. I was like, you're wrong. Stop doing this is bad, dangerous uh, journalism. And if you and, and it was proved wrong because Dark Phoenix and New Mutants have already been filmed, yeah. uh, to the point where the producer of the X Men films have came out and said that points to Dark Phoenix, but Dark Phoenix already has a release date, you know. And she said, No, uh, Dark Phoenix is done, New Mutants is done, all the other films have been put on hold. Uh, believe it or not, Brian Michael Bendis is still writing a Kitty Pride movie. Jeez. Poor guy. He's like he's like the <laughs> dude that's been left in the back corner when the party's right. over and they shut off all the lights, but nobody told him. So he's still back there. Getting still there waiting for something to happen. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It might be happening. Here's the cool thing. The uh, Kitty Pride movie was codenamed 143. For her first appearance? Yeah. yeah so, uh, you know, cool. so, you know, that that's kind of interesting, but I'm kind of glad it's not. So uh, Grace Randolph even went so far as to say Kevin Feige would not let this film be released because, you know, there's also reports that, you know, Dark Phoenix tested badly. Um, so her dangerous reporting led to a bunch of things on the internet. People saying that Dark Phoenix is going to be canceled. Look, guys, no matter how shitty the movie is, Fox still owns it. Kevin Feige has no say. So Disney's earnings report, they even came out the soonest it could probably happen is maybe more, June. All right? right. May or June. June. But the film is already done. When they say it's in the can, that means they're editing it. It's done. There's been money spent. They, they had a panel at Brazilian Comic-Con, they brought in actors. They're doing marketing for it. They released a trailer, you know, though you may not have seen it stateside, but they showed it online. There is easily $200 million into this film already right. and with the marketing. Yeah. If they don't release it, they will lose that and much more. They, You're better off releasing a shitty film like the Fantastic Four and at least hopefully get your money back if it is a shitty film and just let it play out and try to recoup your losses, right? If it's a shitty film. If it's an okay film, like most X-Men movies are, you know, they're right in the middle, you know, they're right. okay. And yeah, they we'll all go see them. Yeah. Right. This is what I'm saying, though. But the problem with what she does is it it imprints in the back of your mind that you're going in there saying, okay, so this person said it was shitty. Well, you know what? I don't I don't care what this woman says. I don't listen to what she says. I don't, I'm not going to – it's not going to be in the back of my mind. But in the back of my mind, you're like, you're going in there and you're – You've got that 10% of your mind saying, you know what? It might be shitty. But you know what, though? It shouldn't be. Dark Phoenix was a great saga. You know, I was a huge fan of this group of actors. Fazbender is great. McAvoy is a great Professor X. Um, the girl who plays Phoenix and Dark Phoenix, she was great to be cast. It's not going to be exactly what you expect, but it's still going to be good. But 
So just stop the bashing. And, and it's just it's so terrible because it makes people who wouldn't necessarily, who would be on the fence about it, not go see it. And they might end up liking it, you know? And, and, the, that's and this chick has, I mean, uh, let me go to YouTube, man. She has quite a following. And it's, it's, and for everybody who's seen the Fire Festival documentaries, um, these people don't realize that uh, they are influencers, social media influencers. Right. That's what I she mean. She has a channel called Beyond the Trailer that had 805,000 subscribers. Right. I mean, so what she says, people, maybe people like us who are skeptical and we research things, I like hope everybody in the live chat does. Right. Somebody tells right. us something, we're like, you know what? That doesn't sound right. Let me go and research it. Oh, yeah. you're right. Or let me go digging in those facts boxes. Facts, F-A-C, F-A-C-T-X, not a F-A-X, and find out more. And then when you think about it, it's like, why would Kevin Feige cancel? One, he can't because Marvel is not officially under control of Fox yet. And two, it's just the amount of money. And imagine all the people that worked on the film. It would just be a slap in their face. The directors, the hand grips, the editors, the actors, the sound people, the the fucking craft caterers, you know, the the people catered. It would be a slap to their face, all the hard work they'd done. And not only that, the director, Simon Kinberg, who has a reputation. Remember the guy did Josh Trank, who did FF? Yeah, Dude, his his reputation got sl- hurt so bad by that movie. I, I still don't think he's got anything working on right now. If he does, it's it's under the radar. Yeah. Like Zack Snyder, right? And you know he did it, but you know he had uh, pr- you know whatever you thought it was 50-50 Either way, you either loved them or you hated them. But you know to say Dark Phoenix isn't going to happen at all because somebody sent you an email and they were told to remove movie posters for it. I don't, maybe they want to make new movie posters for it, but. Either way, nobody could confirm any of the stuff that she said. So, you know, it's just dangerous reporting. Go to Grace, Grace Randolph's YouTube channel and just everybody thumbs her down. And it would be <laughs> even funnier if everybody left the hashtag, keep digging in those fact boxes. Uh, there you go. She probably wondered, like, what right. the hell? <laughs> yeah. We started that one. Uh, yeah. And, uh, here's some more. Uh, one more rumor buster for you guys. Right. And this one caught fire pretty quickly and then it died out real quickly. Yeah. So... Batman Beyond, there was some concept art that was uh, released, and then immediately people say it's for the new animated big screen release, but yep. no, it wasn't. So break it down, Otto. What happened? So they kind of just brought out this rumor um, that Michael Keaton was going to be the Batman Beyond character, and then it you see a couple stills with it, and then people start talking about it, and then four or five days later, you got it. But Umberto Reyes tweeted, he goes, there is no Batman Beyond movie in development. There's no, there's no, nothing true about this. They're not working on an animated uh, Batman Beyond movie. In fact, to be extra sure, it was checked and shut down at the animation group on the DC side. So this is not happening. As cool as it would sound to me to have Michael Keaton play an older Bruce Wayne in a Batman Beyond. Unfortunately, fellas, it's not happening right now. So. Batman is we don't have we don't have Batfleck anymore. We don't have a Batman, and it's okay for a little while, guys. Yeah. It's okay me, to have I, a world without I, Batman. And I'll ask Justin about this, but let me um let me rephrase the question. Uh, because I think in light of uh into the Spider-Verse and how well it did, the 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 production values of it and anything, I think DC would take a step back and say, wait a second, if you know what we put on DC Universe and on the small screen, direct to DVD and that animation style, that's fine. But you know, if we're gonna come onto the big screen, do you think, Justin, that if they did a Batman Beyond, that they would have to say, let's pull it back, let's throw some money into it, like into the Spider-Verse, perhaps, you know, make the graphics a little bit better, get some well-known actors. And you know, the actors that they have now are fine, but I wouldn't say they're enough like big screen IMAX fine. You know what I'm saying? Like would you think they would do a Batman Beyond movie or what other animated film? Who asked the question? Sorry. Somebody just asked the question um, and you can answer this. Uh, Iggy Hunter asked, sorry about that. Uh, what other DC films would you like to get seen in live action? Would Batman Beyond be something you'd like to see in live action? Or, or is it a, should it be in an animated realm if they were to ever make it, Justin? No, I think, I think, you can't go with, I mean, they tried with the Marvel thing. They tried to do the movies real quick and, and put out Justice League. I don't think they should follow, they should continue to try to follow in Marvel's footsteps, even though it's kind of Fox with the Spider-Verse. I think, I think this really all started because really this is January 10th of 99. It was the 20th, this, this year was the 20th anniversary of, of Batman Beyond. So I think that's where this whole rumor started. Good point, yeah. So, I mean, I'd like to see it maybe in another five years, do a 25th anniversary actual live action 
Um, like Kevin Smith said, uh, it'd be awesome to have Michael Keaton as as an old Batman. But I think that's the way you have to look at it. You have to throw you know more money and and this is something that's completely out of continuality. There's no. It doesn't need to be with staying with with the Flash movies or, or Justice League or Aquaman. It's it could just be a one shot movie and kind of like Joker, right? It's kind of like their mo exactly. what they're doing now. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I'd like to definitely see it in the future. Um, and they definitely don't need to do uh, like a, a Enter the Spider-Verse movie because I think, like you said, all their animations that go direct to DVD are, are fine. Yeah, and they have they, they have that market. They have that yeah. market right so right. much better than than Marvel or anybody else that does it on their side. Yeah. So of course, uh, the other side of this was the back issue speculation market, which took off the first. I mean, first appearance of Batman Beyond, great book to have, but be careful the prices you pay for it. Don't pay don't pay the uh, movie speculation prices on it, <laughs> right? Because oh, when it dies down, it's gonna be back to where it is. What is it like a twenty five dollar book, twenty dollar book, maybe? Yeah, no, I see. I've seen it for like 40, 50. I mean, I, okay. actually, I, I got mine right there. I just, I found. Yeah, I see a place that. That's good product placement there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, there yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah. But great like book, you always say, I mean, there's no, have, there's but no you know, not not quite the first movie. You know, big movie appearance prices that we're used to, like what Car Captain Marvel end up doing. Like, hopefully, Eternals is going to be doing because uh, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully not Black Mask. Uh, we'll yeah, really? Yeah. That, Let's but, just hope for this. Goddamn! I was at a con. I bought two more copies of Eternals. One. Justin texts me. He goes, "Man, you better pray to God it comes out with a movie for all the money I bought on those yeah. books." <laughs> Since we're talking about DC, let's talk about the DC Comics. Uh, uh, we're going to, you know, before we finish off with the Marvel stuff, but yeah. there was an interesting article from Newsarama and I remember seeing this a while ago and I, and I glossed over and I said, could this possibly mean a DC reboot? Um, I don't know if you noticed, but there's been also articles about saying uh, the last few months have been the, the smallest number of titles that DC's published in quite a long time. Uh, they're moving a, a lot big into the Walmart space with those giant size comics and things. Yeah. They yeah. um, So here I'll read the article. It's from Newsarama. Uh, and basically, DC had a shakeup of their staff. Um, DC internally announced a number of organizational changes Wednesday to employees in their Burbank offices. When I say Wednesday, this was came out in July, January 23rd, but we were off for two weeks. So, right. so there you go. Uh, plus, we had a lot of DC news. So I thought I figured this throw this in and we'd uh, talk about it. Um, so uh, there was a shakeup to changes in employees in their Burbank offices here in California, impacting the way the WB division operates and is intended to strengthen and evolve the division for future success. According to sources familiar with the announcement, the changes described to Newsarama are part of DC's effort to refocus their commitment to publishing. Now, this is the blurb that really gives me the rebirth New 52 kind of uh, deja vu. So this is a quote from them. DC is going back to its roots. Uh, this was an actual internal memo sent to the DC employees. Um, DC is going back to its roots, roots of delivering epic stories with our world-class character stories and brands, reads the memo that DC sent to their employees that Wednesday afternoon. Being a premier house of storytelling would never go out of style, and we intend to ultimately super serve our existing fans while providing new, compelling content that engages and excites even more fans around the globe. Rest assured, the direct market will remain at the heart of our business and will continue to be one of our greatest strengths, which is just an odd thing to add to the end of that. When they say, rest assured, the direct market will remain the heart of our business, direct market, of course, is comic book shops. And the reason is why, because there was such a big push to put these comics in the Walmart stores and these other stores, right? And that's right. why the whole thing about the direct market titles have shrunken lately. Also sales too, so the Age of Heroes, I think the titles, the Terrifics, those titles haven't done so well. According to sources, a small number of positions were impacted. Estimated at less than 3% of their workforce, SVC sales trade marketing John Cunningham, who has been with the publisher for over 13 years, and Eddie Scannell, VP of Consumer Marketing, who has been at DC for over three years, have lost their positions as part of the organization. Jim Lee and Dan, I don't even know how to say his name, Didio? Yeah, Didio. Dan Didio will continue the roles of co-publishers and Bob Harris, big Bob Harris, will continue as the SVP and editor-in-chief. Representatives of DC's comply, uh, declined to comment for this story. However, they did provide Newsarama with the memo that the DC uh, employees received from Pam Lifford, the president of Warner Brothers Global Plans and Experiences. Um, so yeah, so the memo was leaked. Newsarama got a hold of it, and then that kind of forced DC's hand into commenting on it. So does that sound like we're heading toward another reboot? Because if you look at the sales, besides Batman, um, you know, 
Batman always sells well in the top 10. Wonder right. Woman has been a bit of a thing. Actually, actually you know, with the Bendis, he gave a nice influx to the sales for uh, um, Superman. And yep. then that's died down a little. And what's more interesting is the, um, what is it called? Uh, the Batman Dam book. What is that? The Black Label book? What what imprint yeah, is that? DC's Black Label. Black label. DC's yeah. Black Label. Besides Batman Dam, have they haven't done any more marketing to tell you about what other comics are coming out for that label? Correct. No. Justin, you can answer this better than I can. So I mean, you're in there. Yeah. No. I mean, the only thing that's that's also given the DC Black Label was uh, Batman White Knight. You know, right. that's in trade format. They they put that logo on there. But other than that, I mean, there's nothing else. You know, I know there's going to be a Wonder Woman story and a Superman story, but nothing really we haven't seen anything in the solicitations and the newest ones are up for what was it for april i guess yeah uh, and there's nothing in there so we'll see and they canceled some trades as well as some other things so it sounds to me like they're circling the wagons again and i i, I really hope it's not another reboot rebrand right. I, or anything it, it i don't really i don't think the market right now could uh, it, it would be a consumer backlash i think because yeah. right now people are already kind of pissed off with the way things are be it real or make believe their their anger or resentment toward either a publisher or both at the time right because you know this decade or well not this decade but i would say the decade between 2000 to 210 was a lot of reboots and rebranding from both sides rebirth yeah, new but- 52 and then dc or uh, marvel point one and marvel new marvel oh. all new marvel and i meant you know I, you know you know I, you know what number ones are fine like, you know, we just got a new Daredevil number one that just came out over the week. Uh, Captain Marvel number one. I mean, that's fine. But across the board, I don't think any either publisher can can afford that right now. No. I mean, but we know this is the way to to garner sales. Yeah. I think Jim Lee right now is, I, I don't think his leadership quality is bringing DC what they expected he thought he would bring. You know, him and um, Dan Dito, the Dio. I think Jim is stuck in the 90s. And I just don't know if you know, him doing a couple of covers can get them the sales that they want. So, you know, you might be a great artist. You might be, you know, a legend and some, but sometimes those people don't make the good leaders in the clubhouses. So this kind of seems like there's, you know, they're cutting some ties and they're moving some stuff around. Yeah. And that's just my opinion. Yeah. No, I Quick agree call, with you. Shout out to, uh, Oh, we got some Geminites in the house. Shout out to my man, Milton, the manimal, uh, Ford Durelli, a uh, long time Geminites. Although Ford Durelli claims he's part of the YouTube nights of Lords of Longbox and he secretly hates Gem mint but you know that's you, <laughs> you there. so shout out to you guys roger heller in the house rag 718 uh keep it down see if there's any questions so yeah man so um you know it's sometimes it's 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 just almost inevitable it's it's cyclical it's it's part of the comic book thing right you can't have a character be around for 60 70 years and continue to tell it over and over and over again and sometimes you just need to restart reboot refocus do whatever and the, here's what i would here's what I think would really piss people off if they do reboot and somehow Bendis talked his way into it and Bendis would be writing that shit. I think long time DC fans would be pissed off because they would think, Oh, Bendis is going to do what he did at Marvel. Right. Because I right. think DC fans S- Snyder is their guy. Scott Snyder is their dude. Okay. Let him do things. And right now uh, Tom King, right. He's killing it as well. As far as top writers over at DC. So I think they would rather have them do it than have, you know, Bendis come in and kind of do what he did at Marvel. Right. You know, that caused the divide because a lot of the stuff that Bendis did, he did because he knew he was going to be getting uh, royalties toward the movies or TV shows. Think about it. Jessica Jones, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's his iteration of Guardians of the Galaxy that made got made onto the big screen. Right. 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 His uh, Jessica Jones. Hell, Miles Morales. That's him and Sarah Pacelli. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that'd be interesting, man. I, you know, I, I hope it doesn't happen. You know, there's some good stories, but it's it's hard because you know Marvel and DC are top heavy, right? So you know, Mar- DC Marvel is finally bringing X Men back to the fold, but Spider Man is always there, uh, and then on the DC side, it's always Batman. And for right. a while, Superman had never been there, but I think now because of the Action Comics 1000, uh, you know. Uh, hubbub and you're gonna right. see it soon with the detective 1000 there's a <laughs> ton of covers coming out for that and we may just be lacing you guys up with the KRS comics exclusive this show is sponsored by krscomics.com go to KRS comics use the discount code of l-o-t-l-b to get 10 percent off any KRS comics exclusives pay attention kid boys and girls they have a really really sick detective comics 1000 variant coming up and when i tell you when it's going to be available 
buy it. Set your goddamn alarm clock because it gets sold out within five minutes. And the Lord of the Longbox discount typically works. Uh, Justin, well, I just yeah. wanted Justin, where are you at the DC 1000 or the Detective Comics 1000s? How many are you in for? <laughs> I got the Art Germs. Uh, okay. I, I got the KRS. I got uh, Warren Lowe's. I got Natalie Sanders. Uh, I will get the Adam Hughes this week when it goes on sale. Um, I think that's it. And I'm sure J. Scott Campbell is right around the corner. So <laughs> right there too. <laughs> yeah, you know you got to hit up the you got to hit up the re the online retailers: Scorpion Comics, Unknown Comics, Frankie's Comics. I mean, those yeah, are the big right. three yeah, yeah. that I I typically follow, and of course KRS Comics. Right. Um, Seven, eight, nine. Are they doing one? Ah, fuck them. Yeah. Seventy nine <laughs> is like in Europe somewhere, man. They, they are. Like they are. Three it's, months it's to get the only your one book, I'm just saying out there. I'm just well, throwing Frankie's out something. Comics, yeah, yeah, Frankie's Comics had that uh, that really good Harley one, the Ann Hockley one. Yeah, yeah, I got that one too. <laughs> Natalie Sanders. <laughs> the Natalie Sanders is gorgeous, man. Get the Natalie Sanders, and it, you know, Kara's Comics is his Batman who last book. Woof, that book is crazy hot. Yeah, when I he, missed that one when it came out. Well. He's going to be sending me some, and we're going to do it as part of our 3,000 subs giveaway. All Stick right, out toward right. the end of the show. We're going to extend the time period for this, and we're going to blame it all on Dark Side Jedi for yep, being that's right. tonight. Some of that fucking Wampa in the cave. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't even join the live chat in his so You know what? He doesn't. He probably he can't even charge us. He can't even charge his cell phone. <laughs> what he's going to have to do is go into his car, start his car, and sit there and freeze to death while he's trying to charge well, he's his watching phone. It. He'd really be in the Wampa Cave. So you guys, behind the scenes, we, we talk about this all day. And then two hours before we're supposed to start the show, Ryan goes, holy shit, I lost power. And, and I said, like, just join on your phone. He goes, oh, shit, my phone's about to lose power. Yeah, so. he goes, I've got like 20% yeah. of my phone. <laughs> you know, Ryan's in Michigan, and uh, it is a uh, friggin' ice storm. over there. I don't yeah. think it's as bad in the northeast as it is in, in the No, in the Michigan Midwest, is getting right. hammered right now. We're yeah, lucky. Yeah. We had a couple of spring days, like, but no, but Ryan yeah. is. <laughs> I always heard something crazy. Like last week after the last big winter storm, it was like a seven-degree swing. Yeah, but and I was telling people, no, that's because it was minus 50. It only got up to 20 degrees, yeah. but that's enough to almost cause flooding because of all the snow that built up and yeah. then all the snow was going to melt. So now you had from frozen, the rivers were overflowing with frozen. Oh, crazy, man. Crazy. Man. Nuts. Okay. We, we just got rain in California. That's a big deal for us. That's man. a big deal for you guys, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, also, um, kind of talked about it, but I'm going to go over the uh, uh, some X-Men news, man. So yeah. um, Lauren Schuler Donner. Who's of course longtime um, X Men producer for good and bad. She was there for X Men One as well as X Men Origins. Uh, you know, <laughs> Wolverine. So she's been there from the get go. And believe it or not, Kevin Feige was once a, pro a protege of hers. He yeah, that was her. interesting. Yeah, she's been around for a while. So um, she talked about you know what we brought up earlier about how uh, Dark Phoenix and New Mutants are the two films that are done. It would be the last two films released by Fox proper. Um, after that, everything is put on hold. Um, there's even been rumors that um, New Mutants may be released as a feature film on Hulu and mm -hmm. not on the big screen, which would be, I don't know, they, I, you still got to release it on the big screen, right? I mean, X-Men has a yeah, big enough name what? where you, you have to put it on the big screen. Um, she also went on to say, um, you know, what's going on right now? Uh, Kev, she doesn't even, like like I was telling people in the last show, they really, Kevin Feige can't really do anything. I don't know if there's some type of laws or tampering, or I'm pretty sure that, you know, once the contract is done and, and Marvel has, or Disney has full control of Fox, that they can actually come out and start saying things about it. I think they're really tight-lipped about anything now because they don't want the deal to be, I don't know, the SEC say, hey, it's against yeah, the law, the rules, and insider stuff, and next thing you know, stuff. somebody, yeah. So yeah. everything he's talking about has been deferred. The only thing that she even brought up was that um, she thinks that they're going to be casting. They're looking for the next Wolverine. And I think that's, that's right. I think Wolverine is the biggest, most popular X-Men character, arguably. Definitely in the movies, right? right. I mean, it's to the point yeah, where his solo spinoff films have gotten released. So let's play who's Wolverine. Who would you think would make a great Wolverine in the MCU. Oh, and also, um, we'll talk about that next, but I'm thinking, and I'm like, you know, I, it's hard to find, you know, because I always pigeon toll, it's got to be a short character. Exactly. But, that's a, that, Hugh that's Jackman exactly. was a short. Yeah. Right. And Hugh Jackman, though, nailed this character, though. So yeah, he made it his, you, yeah. You know, you really, you know, he's above and beyond a talented A list actor. So he really, what he did to Wolverine, you've got to get somebody as talented as him. And I mean, he's in the top 10, 15% of the actors out there. So. All right, that so who, who would you think? I know I put you guys in a spot on this, but I'm pretty yeah. sure you have something in your head. I'll yeah. I'll tell you who I think would be the great a great Wolverine. Okay, would be Tom Hardy. 
Of course, okay. yeah. That was right on my thing. I mean, and that's been said all, all the time. I mean, everybody wants him, so. But, you know, Marvel's MO is, that's you know, they're kind of like, a, you know, uh, if I make the analogy to, to baseball or basketball, is get a young player who's under contract and we can control his contract becomes like a Spencer free agent. And that's right. what Marvel does besides Robert Downey Jr. But if you think of Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Benedict Cumberbatch to a certain degree who had a certain following, but not as big as he is now. But, you know, they got to get these cats while they're young. And Tom Hardy, although he's doing Venom films, so he may not be out of the way. I'm thinking maybe, and this may be a little weird and you would never think of it, but Zac Efron. Yeah. Young, yeah, good right? shape, get a little bulkier. He's not that tall. He's got great acting chops. He's just fucking Ted Bundy on Netflix, right? Right, yeah. No, he's got some, he's, as funny as that sounds, though, he's definitely young enough to grow into the next 15, 20 years. I mean, nobody ever said, you know, Chris Evans, Captain Mary, that motherfucker's too pretty for that. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know what I, mean? <laughs> right. I mean, Hugh Jackman was a handsome guy, but they put all kinds of weird facial hair on him and shit and made him right. tough and rough. I mean, what about yeah. you, Justin? What do you think? I mean, it's kind of, if you just like think of a young actor or even an older actor, because I got to think Marvel's going to be casting young actors for this because they want the X-Men stories to go on for a long time. They're not going to hire an old cat to play Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, I mean, I, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. I, I, I see a couple people, but I just can't think of what their movie's in. I'm sure there's probably someone from like Game of Thrones that could be right. you know, thrown in there. It was All like, a, it was like a no-name actor in there. Yeah. You know, and Holy they can shit, do this. Jon Snow as Wolverine. Yeah, well. I can see that. Uh, John Snow. What about <laughs> yeah. Charlie? Uh, what about Charlie Hoonan from? Or I'm not saying his name right. From Sons of Anarchy. Is he too blonde to play Wolverine? An actor, man. I don't think he's no. That good okay. Actor, yeah. All right. Have you seen him in Pacific Rim with that weird American accent he does? Yeah. Like, even in yeah. Sons of Anarchy, that accent has always been a little. Ooh, the, his man. accent came out a lot in Sons of Anarchy and stuff like that. But yeah, it, it, just throwing it out there. I like, it's you a know. forced American accent, like John Bo Boyega in uh, in the new Star Wars films. It's like. Yeah. No American speaks that blandly. You know what right. I mean? Like you can tell when they force an American accent, like it, like a like an American actor forcing a British accent. We kind of overly do it, like hello, governor. You know right. what I mean? Like you know, I'm pretty yeah. sure there's some Brits that talk like that, but I'm pretty oh sure my God. they all don't talk like that. But um, Carl Urban comes to mind, but he's a little bit yeah. too old. I like Carl. He was great in Lords of the Ring. He was a great executioner. He was a great Judge Dredd. But he just might be a little too old to bring into the role. So yeah. I think you're looking at like the the Zach Efron age group, you know. Yeah, because you know, even though Wolverine is wanted, I still got to think Kevin Feige. My belief is, and I have a strong belief of this, is that they're gonna go old school. They're gonna go like X Men number one version of of the five X Men. Okay. And Wolverine uh, will come later. I think they're okay. gonna go like young Scott, Gene, Beast, yeah. Iceman. Angel, shout out to uh, uh, Otto. If you haven't seen his mutant uh, spotlight videos, he hasn't done one in a while, it. but he's been spotlighting all these characters. I all just these not... characters we're just yeah. talking about. There you go. And all the back, and I'm starting from the beginning too, Tim, right? Yeah. I'm starting with X Men 1 and talking about these characters. So, yeah, because, you know, they, they surely they, I mean, it, here's another interesting thing is they, they, uh, they said during uh, Bob Iger had a uh, earnings call and they said um, that Fox will continue to do R-rated films. So full movies like Gambit and others will still be around. They're not going to have the Marvel Studios pass it all over. And matter of fact, I think it's called Fox Entertainment, right? Yeah. Kind of like uh, Searchlight Entertainment, which was the Fox imprint that did um, uh, kind of artsy and rated R movies. Like, you know, every studio has them. Uh, Marvel had, uh, Disney had one for a while and they stopped doing it, but they're going to continue on to do R-rated films, but it won't have like the Disney castle on it. It won't say Marvel Studios. It may say Marvel and then it'll say Fox Entertainment to keep those kind of entities there. You know, we've talked about this ad nauseum of how the X-Men universe is a huge universe to bring in. So, you know, they can do an X-Men movie, but with all the X characters all in at once, it would be hard to do. So it'd be nice to have that Fox Entertainment imprint on the side that they can do an X-Force movie, rated R. They could do a Gambit movie or whatever. Yeah. Whatever they feel. Bring up Gambit. Gambit is it's bumbling right now, right? I mean, that's... That movie's done. That's done. That's not going to happen. Three directors have passed on it. Yeah, you know. the wheels. Channing Tatum, forget about it. I mean, it's... It's another one that you know you've got you've been influenced so many times and saying it's going to be good. It's going to be. It, it can't come out now. It, it has to change. It has to die. You've got to introduce him as a so as a like a maybe a cameo and a characters and you can't do a standalone on him because there's too much. I don't know negative publicity around yeah. it already. But so. the X Men name and the properties are way too big to keep separated or segmented. Right. I yeah. think eventually. 
Avengers will be gone and it'll be the X-Men world that's in that permeates the Marvel Universe or the MCU as we know it, like the main X-Men team. But, you right. know, like in the comics, there's X-Men like Red, Blue, Green, Alpha, Omega, whatever the hell there is. Yeah, they can create little side movies like they've been doing, like a Guardians movie who really never came into the MCU until like uh, Infinity War. Right? right. We're talking like yeah. they were separated and you could do that with the X-Men. But, you know, they're, they're going to have to eventually come to the point where how do we introduce mutants into this world? I think it's gonna be have to it's gonna have to like one by one. I mean, I think a Wolverine movie starting or a Cyclops. I think that's really the way to just move them in gradually. Because how are you gonna explain all the mutants in the MCU? Canada. The Weapon X program, Alpha Flight. Yeah. yeah. Introduce mutants in. I also think you can introduce Storm through Wakanda, make her rewrite her origin, make her Wakandan. Right. That's a good point. Um, uh, yeah. Ways I mean. Beast is German. He's been in Europe all this time. You could say that. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. you know, and that's why I'm saying if you're saying they're new, they're young characters that just got built up and they're going to Xavier's school, they can be introduced. Plus, there's the element of time travel or time jump that mm -hmm. we know is happening in Infinity or excuse me, in Endgame. Right. So we know that Hawkeye's daughter, perhaps, and some other characters, you know, I mean, there's been pictures of uh, the fucking analysis world or what world is that we saw in the quantum realm so man it's, it's i'm pretty sure after endgame a lot is going to be answered man it's going to yeah. be an amazing time i mean just imagine kevin feige with a full toolbox to work with now right. that he and, had all these and films. kevin feige will go deep with his characters you guys we know that right like he's not afraid to take chances like he did with ant-man and wasp um and you know legion is at final at its final season only three seasons on fx yeah, and I'm gonna, that show is a little too weird for me, man. It is a little too weird. It's a little yeah. too freaky. It's a little. It's, it's like Bill Sankovich is writing. Sankovich is yeah, writing it's it. Too much know? of an acid trip. I, it's, I don't it's like too much. It's too much. It's but too much. they are going to introduce the their character, their version of Professor X. That's right. And it, it's going to be what's his name from Game of Thrones? Um, the the brother who died. Um, Daenerys's brother who got molten gold poured all. Oh, over. that guy's oh, such an asshole. asshole. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see how it goes with Rhaegar him. Targaryen, one of those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was Rhaegar. It was Rhaegar. We're on Targaryen, season yeah. seven again. This is my third time watching it through. Uh, it's my, <laughs> my girlfriend's second time watching it through because I said, hey, let's watch it again before the April release. I'm telling you, watch it a third time through, you catch so much more. It's just, yeah. you catch so much of the backstory of, of Game of Thrones. So, yeah, I would have to binge uh, watch before. My man Stay Puff says, I don't know about making Storm a Wakandan. Why not? Okay. It's Wakanda's already there. It's 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 already got an existence there. I mean, you know, she can get her powers from maybe the some you know meteor, or you know, they just find her. Remember, she married. She, we talked about this offline. She married Black Panther. Black Panther and Storm were leaders of the Fantastic Four when Sue and Reed Richards stepped away for a minute. Uh, great run with covers by Michael Turner, by the way. Um, so there you go. You got connections with Black Panther, the Storm, and the Fantastic Four. Boom! I just made you a goddamn movie right there. <laughs> <laughs> you can introduce Fantastic Four, Storm, and Black Panther. Black Boom, Panther is right tied there. to that, that right? universe, right? People just making these movies now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a good way. Storm is from Egypt. You're correct. And Egypt is in Africa. Thank you. But anyway, but... You should know now the MCU is not beholden to the exact storylines, right? So you can have, you know, her come from Wakanda. You know, it, it yeah. kind of ties the MCU universe together more neatly as opposed to the Marvel comics, which are huge and over, you know, since the 40s or 50s of doing stories. You know, this way you could tie everything in the MCU a lot more tightly, right? Like eventually you're going to have to put Namor in there and explain away how come he doesn't know Captain America from 1940 from when they were right. part of the invaders. Right. So, I mean, you can't, you know, so it, eventually the comic, the movies were made when they didn't have all the properties. So obviously in a perfect world, they would have done everything like Stan Lee and, you know, Jack Kirby had intended when they rolled out their plan. But now Kevin Feige has to mix and match things. And now, you know, there's rumors that the Avengers tower is going to be the, where the Baxter building is for the mm -hmm. FF. Yep. Hmm. Well, you know, if you talk about Namor, Namor would cross so many different groups because don't forget, Namor was tried, Magneto tried to recruit him into the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. He was the first mutant. He was the first mutant, absolutely. The first Before mutant Before they invented the mutant gene. Before yeah. that, it was just anybody born with powers was considered a mutant. Right. So yeah. Namor would be an interesting character for Black Panther 2. Somebody threw that out there, but there's a lot of things that are going to happen before that. So we got a lot I of stuff to talk Black about. Black Panther 2 is a perfect introduction to bring Storm into the world. She could, yeah, He can I, introduce I, her and then she can join the mutants. He can be like, hey, I understand you have these powers. I know somebody who could help you in America. Boom. Welcome. This is Professor X. Hey, welcome to the school of 
talented youngster, gifted motherfuckers, whatever it's called. Wasn't uh, Xavier's School of Gifted Youngsters? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Xavier's School for Gifted I think that's a great way to introduce them. Talented and gifted, I think. Anyway, yeah, anyway, I, I, yeah. Good that's point. a great way to introduce them. Uh, one more news bit. Um, April, mark your calendars. Bob Iger said in April there'll be an investor call and it'll probably be online. And when Disney is going to release its schedule of what's going to be on the Disney Plus streaming service. So far, we really haven't gotten any solid confirmation. We've gotten some stories. We know there's going to be a Vision of Scarlet Witch. We heard about a Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier. We know Loki. Uh, Scar Excuse me. As well as some other things. They're finally going to do it on their, it's going to be their investor day in April of 2019. So we're finally getting some news about the Disney plus programming. They're going to talk about them, not only the Marvel stuff, but the star Wars stuff. Star Wars stuff. There you we're going to get Mandalorian stuff. So, and if you haven't read already, Disney has already said it, their streaming service is going to be heavily influenced by Marvel and Star Wars, as it should. They're two biggest intellectual properties, right? I'm pretty right. sure you're going to get some some stuff for the kids here on the side, but it's going to be basically the MCU and their streaming service. It's not going to be rated R. It's not going to be anything violent. There's other streaming services for that. Hulu and FX are going to be... Hulu, yeah. FX apparently is going to be developing programming for Hulu. So this right. falls right in line if you've watched a show that the Netflix Marvel shows that got canceled are never, ever going to the streaming service. But you know what? We always said, God damn, FX would be a great place for it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or even Hulu, because Hulu is hurting. Besides Runaways, I I don't know any original Hulu programming. Well, you know, I was watching Hulu the other day. Uh, I, I have Netflix and Hulu. But Hulu's whole interface has changed. Um, they've kind of changed the way they've done it. It's, it's a lot more user-friendly and... I've been using Hulu a lot more than I have in the past. So, but as far as programming, they just have the runaways. I don't know, Justin. Do you it's weird that you watch yeah. something and it has commercials on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It kind of throws me off there for a second. But their prices went down when Netflix was going up a little bit. They made it yeah. perfectly clear. And they, but you do have the commercials. So that's something. Well, they're going to have to fix it somehow because they're not going to say, hey, you're going to have to pay X amount for Disney and that plus, and then you're going to have to pay for Hulu as well. I think eventually, because now they, that, they're a majority owner of Hulu. They're going to have to package it somehow. Because I get yes. I get Hulu for free because I'm a Sprint customer. Oh, right, they have to do some for giving me shitty fucking four G <laughs> service. So but uh, hey, uh, shout out to everybody in the live track. I think we're just about done, boys and girls. Unless yeah, there's something else you guys want to talk about, Look, keeping it right under an hour. Look at that, man! When Ryan's not here, we start on time and we end on time. We actually <laughs> we end early. Going. Yeah, we've got to give a shout out though. We forgot about Geeky Swag Shop. We want to give a uh, shout out to him. Shout out to our other sponsor, the Geeky Shock Gwag, the GeekySwagShop.com. Yeah. <laughs> Use the discount code of LOTLB to get 15% off anything at a GeekySwagShop.com. They got some really cool statues there right now, by the way. Yeah. And also our com our proud sponsor, KRSComics.com. Use the discount code of LOTLB to get 10% off any KRS Comics exclusives. They will be in Hawaii. In February, go peep them out at what is it called? The Hawaii uh, Amazing Con, or um, yeah, I'm not familiar yeah, with that. Amazing Con. I do want to, I do want to ask Justin. Justin, you were in the shop today. What was the book selling? What were people looking for today? Uh, on the DC side, it was uh, it was actually Young Justice two, yeah. and um, what was the other one that was really was really popping? Uh, I mean, of course, Batman, and right. then on Marvel, Marvel was the the New Avengers starting the off that Avengers. Uh, war okay. realm. Oh, interesting, interesting. I didn't make it in today to the shop. I, I'm, you guys are killing me with the variant, so I had to put the money, keep the money. In you the know bank, what? You know? There's an actual cool variant that's a. Um, there's an. They, you know how old man Logan, old man Hawkeye. They made an old man Krill comic, and if you oh, watch really? Evo's Top Variant Tuesday, there's a Jim Starlin one in one hundred variant. Oh, nice, nice. So nice, Jim nice. Starlin did the cover on it, and it's old school Star Lord, like uh, you know, with the weird uh, helmet and everything. Helmet. Yeah, oh, from like cool. uh, the original iteration of the Guardians, not the current iteration, like yeah. the uh, Marvel, whatever the hell, Marvel premiere preview book, whatever the hell that is. Right. Remember when that was a hot book, that oversized first appearance of uh, yeah. Star Lord? Star Lord, yeah. and then the the Rocket Raccoon was in that, but that was like not his full first was. Then he was in the Hulk. Speak too, of the so. devil, nice segue in the. We didn't talk about the Endgame Super Bowl spot. There was some no. new stuff, oh, but yeah. you saw Rocket in his original OG uh, GOTG uh, outfit, the kind of blue with the red stripes. Right. Yeah, he was yeah. in that. And we also, wanted, I mean, 
We can I talk about you. that real quick because yeah. it was only 30 seconds long. It was yeah, very we got bizarre. like five minutes here. But uh, what I want to talk about is what we didn't see. Okay. And what we didn't see is there's shots where there's an empty space for some reason. Yeah. I and agree as we know, Marvel, Marvel is famous for CGIing things out of trailers to not give away too much. And they're going to even be doubly more for Endgame to the point where they saying their trailers that you're going to see are only going to be footage from the first 15, 20 minutes of the film because they don't want to give much away. And also, they're actually talking about an intermission for it because they're saying it's three hours long. It may stay that uh, right now. The Russo said yesterday the cut they currently have is three hours long. And they're talking about intermission. Remember back in the day, man, I don't know if you guys remember this. There used to be intermissions in movies. When yeah. I was a kid, I saw this this movie. It was uh, the, the Lion of Africa or something like that. It was like an old school, like, you know, Lawrence of Arabia, Arabia yeah, movie. And it, was Arabia. A, and it yeah. was an intermission on it. Yeah. I was like, God damn, like, how long? When do I come <laughs> I back? I was like, <laughs> it's like Fiddler on a Roof. My mother, God bless her soul, took me to see Fiddler on a Roof and yeah. her mission. Like, God, I but imagine, go you know, hey, you don't have to worry about getting up and peeing or doing whatever, get right? Because nice we're old minute. now, right? That's yeah. what we have to do. <laughs> 10 minute intermission, boom. If it's three hours long, right? An hour and a half, boom. Take a 10 minute break. You know, hopefully nobody steals your seat when <laughs> coming back. Yeah. yeah, that'd be messed up, man. <laughs> I get like, hey, I'm gonna take this opportunity to get a better seat. Yeah, watch right. it. Steal somebody's popcorn. I'd be messed up, but only if we would think something bad like that. So, right. <laughs> all right. Hey, well, I want to thank everybody for joining us, man. Uh, shout out to Ryan. who couldn't make it. Who's hopefully got his uh, power back on and he can go to sleep tonight with some heat. Shout out to our man, Nemesis Prime, part of three men in the basement for joining us. Any last words? And thank you much, Ryan, Justin, for stepping in last minute. Anything you want to say to the good folks? No, thanks, Steve. Um, just, you know, follow, follow both uh, you guys, of course, and th uh, three men in the basement. Check out my variant spotlight video on a weekly basis. Uh, comment, subscribe, you know, give me some likes on that. And uh, that's pretty much it on, on my side. I got some, and of course, follow me on Instagram, nemesis underscore prime, probably in the uh, description that uh, TiVo is going to put up. So, yeah, because it's yeah. not spelled how you think it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Otto, any last words, sir? Yeah, no. Uh, shout out to Justin for jumping in, TiVo for making the show happen as usual. We had a lot of help. Um, shout out to Discovery Bay Comics, which is killing it on a daily basis, showing everything that's going on there. Um, Beyond the Blast Doors has been killing it with his Star Wars stuff. So we got a lot of stuff going on, a lot of great stuff. Three Men in the Basement, we do have some good stuff going on. Um, guys, if you're in the Northeast and you live in the tri-state area, follow us with our comic swap that's happening at my restaurant, at the restaurant that I work at. Um, I've been posting it. It's February 23rd. Please make an effort to contact any one of us, Lords of the Long Box, or you know, myself, uh, Justin, Roger Levesque, Bernie1869. If you want to come, my goal is to get collectors from all over around all over the area to get together, comic swap. We're gonna do a raffle, we're gonna do trivia, just do all stuff geek for a couple hours, which is pretty cool. Then after that, though, we're gonna do a live um it's going to be like five men in the basement where Justin had submitted over 40 books to CGC. Um, lots of modern stuff. We don't know the grades. So we're going to come back to the grotto around seven o'clock that night. And we're just going to pull slabs out of boxes. So February 23rd is going to be a big day for the three men. So keep aware of that. I promise you there will be another mutant Monday coming up. I have to do um, Hawk. I have to do the other side of beast. The blue version of them. I still have Starfire, Banshee, and a lot of other X-Men to do. So it's definitely coming on tap. So, again, we appreciate everything. We had a great show tonight without Ryan, and, unfortunately. <laughs> and I would like to dub that first annual GrottoCon. Yes. <laughs> That's right. GrottoCon. GrottoCon, man. Get some T-shirts made up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, we're going to extend the 3,000 subs giveaway for another week since Ryan wasn't here. So you guys are going to get another week. It's, uh, the rules are quite simple. We're going to say, if you already uh, posted on the previous last week's video, you don't have to post again. Or two weeks ago, you don't have to post again. I've already counted it. There's 32 entries so far. But make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, and hashtag LOTLB3000. Okay, LOTLB 3000 uh, after the video posts. Um, and uh, we will do the giveaway next week. Uh, we're going to give away uh, tons of stuff. Uh, let me put it in the live chat here. 
Um, we're going to give away, I'm going to try to give away as much winners as we can. We're at already up to like 3,020 subscribers now. So yeah. a big thank you to everybody who's supported the channel for uh, four years now. Uh, support Lords of Longbox, Three Men in the Basement, all the crew and NY Warriors, uh, JLS Comics, getting into Golden State, uh, Dead Pulica for the one month he was here, uh, <laughs> Gem Mint, uh, Comic Fanatics, can't forget Comic Fanatics. But after the video post, make sure like the video and make sure you subscribe because if you're not subscribed then your entry doesn't count um if you want two entries into the contest make a video in the video description put hashtag lotlb3000 and do a quick video and show your favorite comic that you own that's it nice that's all you have to do. Your favorite, not your most expensive, not it could be, but just show your favorite comic. Always have to be. There you go. And just yeah, put nice. hashtag LOTLB3000 in your video description, and you'll get a second entry as well as the first entry if you do the other part. So remember, like yeah. this video, subscribe to the channel, and then hashtag, leave a comment after the video post, LOTLB, hashtag LOTLB3000. If you want a second entry, make a video. And but you got a week, sorry, because we're doing the drawing. Doing it next week. It's got to get we're done. We owe it to you guys. Next you week, so you got till like when next Wednesday morning to post yep. your video and subscribe, do all that good stuff. And we want to give away a bunch of stuff for you guys. And thank you guys for being here and being on the auctions and the live shows. Being fanboy fight club. How can we forget that? So yeah, thanks Jim, for being next here. live auction. What are we gonna a couple weeks or so? Give it some time. Yeah, we'll give us some time. Uh, yeah. We'll get everybody get yeah, I got to recoup after winning some books from TiVo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A killer deal, man. Killer deal. Oh, yeah, that's I the way know. we do it. It's hard to put up bangers all the time, but, you know, we'll do it. Uh, giving away. I've been thinking, you know, people get their tax returns in a month or so if they do get any at all. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty yeah, sure we'll go. get something together. So shout out to everybody. Thank you, everybody. Until next time, boys and girls, keep digging into long boxes. Peace out. Peace. All right. Peace. And hold on. And we are signing off.